And we are back with another Perspectives Podcast. Thank you all for being here. I am your host, Olivia, for today. I got three lovely guests with me, and I'm going to start to the left. Get your introductions and your others. I'm Jess Jessica. And we love Jess Jessica. Who's next? I'm Spectacular Zachary. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> be what you want to be. I'm Herman. Some people call me H2O. Like water. We got it. Exactly. Because you flow like water. Right. That's, that's what I was like. like that's the correlation that people draw. That's very serene. I like that. All right. So today's topic is on social media and relationships. Oh, Not God. just dating. But in general, relationships as a whole, the drastic changes that we've seen in terms of the uprise of Facebook and Twitter and Tinder and all of those different sites. Shout out to Tinder and POF. We always calling y'all out. Please uh-huh. pay us a little bit of money. Yeah, please sponsor us. So please. we can get our ends. Um, being a 90s baby, it has allowed me to see uh, different experiences and transitions when it comes to uh, social media, the creativity, but also the dependency on it in itself. I say this because like social media has rapidly infiltrated like every facet of our lives from family reunion, Facebook events to IG job offers. We have fully embraced the convenience of being studied and broken down in algorithms to better ease our lives. Today's topic stems from a documentary that I watched the other day by Jeff Orlowski called Social Dilemmas. Ultimately, it touches on the intrusiveness and negativity of social and emotional effects and how social media has been broken down into pretty much a money-making platform that's constantly taking information from you and selling it back to you. So we touched on some of those concerning points about it, but I also want to still remember the fact that it was nostalgic to us and we're the ones who kind of were raised and born in it. We remember the days when we were on the phone and mama would pick the phone up downstairs. So I just wanted to tap into the first question, which is what was life before social media? I think um, I'll go first. Um, Are you around? Huh? Are you I was around. Hey, it's not that young, Jess. We're the same age. Hey, all of us are the same. Get, Jess, get out of here. Are we announcing ages right now? Just for I'm not clarity. For I'm not. I mean. But we're the millennials. I'm 32. You're still a millennial. Yeah, I'm a millennial. I'm 32. No, Jess not a millennial. Jess is. I'm a millennial. You still fall in the millennial with us, too? Dang, how old no, are you? I'm like 30. Not this <laughs> you ain't have to drop no ages, no, but I just, I know that like, it shifts yeah. it real quickly like, for some reason. Once you get to like 87, then it like changes to like a boomer. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. No, millennials are from 1985. There we go. See, that's what I said. Yeah. It's right there. Because I know more people that's 87 and they still fall under millennial. Yeah. I don't think it becomes Gen Z until like the mid 90s. Mm. That's what I, I think like uh, 96. Like I've, even seen some, I've even seen people say millennials start to like 1980. Really? Like that's generation yeah, X that. ends at like 79 and then goes millennials from like 80 to like 95 or something like that. I can throw with the 
Z don't even try. But it's like, we saw y'all, so we why, why should we try? So, it's fine. Damn, are you going to throw more shade today? Oh, okay. Answer the question. <laughs> what was life like oh. before social media? How yeah. did you have fun? What was your childhood like? Uh, Nintendo 64. <laughs> Sitting on the porch, like walking around the neighborhood, having fun, things of that nature. I believe I got on social media at the brink of it. Facebook, you had to actually like say that either you were in high school and if you said you were in college, they were like, hey, what's your college email address? Mm-hmm. And you had to go mm-hmm. that through. So it was like, yeah. I preferred it that way because um, now you got grandmas and you got 13 year olds and like 13 year olds are like in the same groups as me. And it's just like, oh, how do I do this and manage my time? By the way, I'm in high school. Like, mm-hmm. and but I get it. I get it. Like, you know, this is the way for you guys to like actually they're learning from you and they're learning from us so um i have no problem with it but some content isn't for them and Mm -hmm. they automatically think oh well i've seen this so i know this happens and it's like you haven't had the experience but like i said they opt out the experience just to say that i i know what goes on and it's kind of like what most people in there you do like you had the conversation like I already know like so why even yeah. go through it and it's like because you need that learning experience and that learning curve but once again but why yeah. I'll definitely say because of the internet um, a lot of young kids are getting information at a faster rate than we used to because again I remember because we're in like that weird in between state mm-hmm. where it's like you know like before and after so it's like beforehand it's like dang I gotta go to the library get them index cards see if they got this certain mm-hmm. book Oh, you ain't got the book? Dang, I gotta go to this other library. Right, remember having encyclopedias in the house? Oh, they don't yeah. have encyclopedias. That was the greatest source of information that you could have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you had that like grandma who had the, yeah. like, the hookup yeah. with that set. And somebody who works with kids, they don't know what encyclopedia is. They don't know what the source is. And a dictionary no. is blasphemy to them. What about yeah. typewriters? Oh God. I grew up with a typewriter. No, typewriter. Yeah. I remember old school Even typewriters. Even it's like... They it's have a thing them. where they can screenshot a math problem and it'll tell them and it'll break answer down it, yeah. how to do it for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Shout out to so that I website. Have to just, like, like, cell phones, like, no cell phones. Do it yourself. Yeah. It's interesting, man. The cell phone, because literally you're entitled, entire encyclopedia could be in your pocket right now. Like, you mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. access to all of that information. And it's like everything that's within a cell phone right now, you could literally. Record a song, shoot a video for it, mm-hmm. upload it, promote it, mm-hmm. write out lyrics to it. Like the power of it in your pocket is pretty profound. And but I think but what I made that part? Topic, no, know. no, no. That really ties into it because that's what's so interesting about the documentary. It mm-hmm. does give insight into how important that is for it to like consolidate everything into one. But it also kind of taps on the fact that it may be pulling away a lot of creativity. Because when you think about, you know, your Prince and your Michaels, you know, the real artists, they put that work in and it was actual like groundwork as opposed to like, oh, I found an app. It already has the drum set. It already has the strings to it. So now I can just create a song, which is technically a sample at some point. Yeah. Yeah, Don't they have a garage band? Yeah. 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 You can put Fruity Loops. Yeah. Yeah. Fruity Loops. Yeah. That was something even new. 
So that um, before it was kind of like what Jessica was talking about with experience. Like you had to be there to experience mm-hmm. something. Even like for things that you didn't have to be there. For example, all right, we all grew up in Chicago or around it, right? Yeah. So in the nineties, the Bulls had their dynasty, and that was the thing. Like all right, the finals are on. Everybody's watching the game, and yeah. the next day you're talking about it at school, and you kind of had to sit there and watch it, even as a family, because it wasn't like, all right, I can stream it from. A, okay. I remember distinctly, I was working at Mariano's as a twenty-something. The first time I saw somebody streaming a live sporting event, and just going like, wow, this is crazy. You're literally sitting here in the break room watching Sunday night football, mm-hmm. and like just thinking how wild that was. Because in the day, it was like, all right, we're watching the Tyson fight. Everybody's coming over. Auntie, uncle, right. everybody kicking it, bringing food. And you that kind of thing. Everybody <laughs> got to bring up, something. You know, like, that pay, pay kids true, over right. Like, you had that. <laughs> kids over here, adults over here. But in general, you had to experience one. You had to be there, and there was more about being in the space that you're in. Yeah. And you get different perspectives at that point. It's like, you know, somebody can tell you, oh, why they like Tyson, oh, why they like Holyfield, and like, mm-hmm. and just doing that thing. But it's like, when you watch it and think, well, this is what I saw, and blase, 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 versus, you know, well, this person has a history of this, and it's like, you know, you have so many people with different types of knowledge, and if we y'all never get into the room together to discuss mm-hmm. that, then it's kind of just lost. Well, now you don't mm-hmm. need that anymore, because now we have platforms and sites where you can find whatever it is that you want to talk about and be sided with. So it's a lot of polarization now when it comes to social media. But the media. algorithm stops. You know, you're, sometimes you automatically find people who agree with you or you find, uh, you know, elsewise. Like, you might have somebody who says the same exact thing that you are, that you said, but guess what? They're 500 comments away because of the way the Facebook algorithm or Instagram algorithm but that's why happening. they created the groups now. So now you can yeah. go into a like. Oh, I mean, if groups. you tap into the groups now, it's like if this is what I believe and I believe in this set of beliefs, I can find a group on Facebook that will literally back up everything, even if I am extremely wrong about it. 
So it okay. didn't take away the, the community of it all, but it did create this kind of echo chamber I of, I that. never have to hear the yeah. opposite side so, of the argument. And let's say you do have like, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to go into a deeper conversation about capitalism as a whole, because Jessica knows this about me. I'm not anti-pro-capitalism. I'm not really married to one thing or the other. You just kind of take things for what they are. Some things are going to be good. Some things are going to be bad. But understanding kind of what lies at the root of selling something to someone is, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, people want to feel smart and validated. Mm -hmm. So these algorithms and sites and all of these things are going to tell you things that make you feel like, yeah, you are smart. You should believe this. Yeah, you are a decent person for believing this. And they're wrong and evil. Because the easiest way to sell someone something is to draw a line in the sand and say, because we have this natural inclination to be kind of tribalistic sometimes. Yeah, you're a social creature. So we're going to go... Pepsi or Coke, we're gonna go Democrat or Republican, White Sox or Cubs, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You yeah. just draw a line and arbitrary. It doesn't you have to really be about anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the social dilemma, but I do I did read an article. So it's like depending on your geographic and what they know about your search history, when you do type something in, the finishing Google is whatever is in your demographic. Yeah. So you can type in Republicans and if I'm from the south side of Chicago are bad, are crazy. But if I'm in North Dakota um, or in uh, Kentucky, Republicans are the best party. Like it, So it differs based on your location and where you are. So it's kind of deceptive. So to me, once again, like social media is fine, but at the same time, you don't get that same experience as talking to people in person or people who have done dealt with these certain things. Like, hey, Maybe I was in the Republican Party, and this is why I changed my view. Or you know, versus like, or I was in the Democratic Party, and I re- realized that politics are bad. Like you know, so there's that disconnect still. Like social media is disconnect at the end of the day. Like while you can connect with people who feel the same way, it's designed that way. Mm-hmm. It's not designed for you to uh, meet people who have the opposite or polar you know, opposite values of what you do. Because so. you can block all of that out. And you have to look very hard to like go outside of that bubble. Because mm-hmm. then with social media from YouTube, Facebook to Twitter, especially with YouTube, which is where I spend most of my time on, the fact that if you watch like, let's say you watch like a bunch of videos pertaining to like left-leaning like left-leaning uh, politics. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, they'll recommend you everyone. Every left-leaning, left-leaning thing. Yeah. It's the same right. like what you do. Uh, you ever did the one where you're like, I need to look up tires, and then for like a week straight, it's just tires. Actually, actually it's funny because I sent like a mutual friend of ours as a joke a uh, a video about ducks eating peas and yo, those ducks eating peas. Ducks eating peas. But yo, the way they eat peas is great. Anyway, I'm interested. We all finna go home and research ducks eating peas and raise you. Children show. Jeez, like, that's I've seen that before. I've already seen that one, and it is interesting. Wait, how? how? Anyway, my mind. Fall back, did you know? This ain't no children's stuff, but did you know that the side of the turtle penis? It's large. Yeah, it's large. It's like this. Anyway, I don't know how. Turtle penis, everybody. Social media is just like. 
I blame social media for this conversation. <laughs> just like, but, yeah, that's what happens. All of the videos we watch, just nonsense videos day after day, and the stuff that we keep in the back of our head, turtles having sex. I mean, that's, well, that's what, what I we should learn, yeah. like, in the basics. And that's, like, another thing with social media, like, because our school systems have failed us. Like we think when we see like a like a slew of birds outside, oh my God, it's Armageddon, it's the end of the world. In reality, it's just migration. So mm-hmm. we never learned that in school. Yeah. So it's kind of like everything that we see is kind of like, oh, this proves this point X, Y, and Z. But then it's like, oh, it's all a part of nature. And that's yeah. like the thing with social media when people be like, even now, like uh, if I could use Lovecraft as an example, mm-hmm. oh my God, are sundown towns real? It's immaterial, real? Like, are those real questions being asked right now? Wow. I'm very You would be surprised. Wow. Like, but it's like these things, and it's kind of like, you know, it's not the school system's job to teach you these things. In my opinion, mm-hmm. it's not their job to teach you. It's like, they never taught us. Like, okay, and? Like, that's why we have autobiography. Mm-hmm. That's why we have I, I don't know. I kind of feel a certain way about that because yeah. in our it's- more caustic areas, <laughs> They learn all of our history. But once again, we talking about CPS where you have overcrowded schools. I say, do we? Because, I don't know, I think it's interesting. You I mean, I, I saw both sides of that. I grew up in the birds. Yeah. The high school I went to was in the hood. And I also went to high school for one year in the birds again, where it was nice and relatively affluent or whatever. Um, I think the expectation for the school systems to teach us a lot, I think, is a not necessarily a great one. Um, it's just kind of understanding. It's all about your interaction with the government around you. If you, if your community has a good relationship with the government and services in that community, then there's more of a rapport versus like if we're not going to these PTA meetings, if we're not going to these alderman elections and just watching all this other stuff then your fingerprint isn't quite on the curriculum and that kind of thing so it's kind of it can be what you make it in a lot of ways um and and a lot of people aren't taught that to like go we aren't taught that we don't understand they're not taught to like research um they're not taught to like go out and like hey go to your alderman's office go to your at least for us your cta meeting whenever they want to change a route is because and i think that's because you know again it's like social media makes us so disconnected that we don't even want to have human to human interaction. Like I was telling someone earlier, um, is that people get pissed off when you just call them out the blue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is a new thing. Uh, you like, can't just, annoyed, right? And the biggest one is if you FaceTime somebody without telling you you're about, you're about to FaceTime yeah. them, they'll be like offended. Yeah. Which is a new thing. And I'm like, so you don't want to see a person's face. You don't want to hear their voice. Mm-hmm. But through text messages, now you're sitting here going, LOL, laughing my ass off, rolling on the floor with this look on your face. Right, with that the whole um, time. straight face emoji. Just straight face. Just, I'm funny. having so much fun. I've never had an iPhone, but um, <laughs> I can understand, like, the, like, kind of don't FaceTime me immediately because because now we're talking about appearance. Like, you know somebody's coming over, you're going to straighten up, you're going to do that Saturday the third, you're going to clean up a bit. Um, if you know you're going oh, out, you're going to like the best lighting. Yeah, you know, look, I look like the, I look no, like, I know women do it all the right. time. I look like the bummiest, like like lighting dim. Sometimes it'll even, even be dark. Like, oh, like yeah. I don't care, but I like to. I know, like I prefer video chatting because of the fact that I get to see you, and I'm more engaged in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Unless you're my best friend, which you know we don't. We just be on video chat all day, not even doing anything. But um, but I mean, I, I, I get it. 
That's what I'm saying. If someone FaceTiming me, like, I want time yeah. to prep. I might be in bed, crust all of my eyes. <laughs> I, I might think it's best for you to avoid it because, like, like, my hair, like, it doesn't, I don't wake up like that. Like, no. I'm you know, I, like, right, I, I, I wake up looking like Frederick Douglass. Oh, yeah. like, we know y'all wear a bonnet when you go to sleep. Like, I don't. I didn't answer the phone with the lights off. I can't see you. I'm like, you damn sure can't. If I'm sleeping like this, you see this one eyeball, you're good. So sometimes you want a little time to prepare. Like I'm playing chess on the toilet right now. Don't face <laughs> Right, yeah, of course, yeah, right. Right in the middle. <laughs> I'll be like playing a card game just on the toilet. They FaceTime me. I'll but that's another that. thing to say. Like FaceTime, like in my opinion, iPhone is one of those things where it's a secret club. So, oh, we we're able to do these. Uh, things. No, okay, I don't <laughs> agree with you. No, 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 no. I can't agree with you because no. I am Team Android. I'm Team Android 110 percent because they always had everything iPhone got. We've always had. It. Yeah. Always had. Yeah, but they can get hacked easily. Someone was telling me. But it's not. <laughs> 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 uh, iPhones is like, oh, well, you can't FaceTime. And your um, text messages are green and blah, blah. So it's um, like all this, like your emotions. So yeah. every argument for like iPhone being better is kind of like me on the childish level. Like, it's oh, it's aesthetic. Oh, yeah, of course. It's, I literally it's got aesthetic. the iPhone because I wanted to see it as a social experiment. I wanted to see how people treat me. And they treat me so differently. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, you got an iPhone? Okay. I'm like, damn, you noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> that we, one text message. It's like that episode of The Boondocks. We were watching The Boondocks last night, and they had one when the iPhone was still new, and the dude was talking yeah. about having an iPhone now. <laughs> Bitches go crazy when you pull out the iPhone, and like all this other... But someone was telling me. It ties to this point someone was bringing up to me the other day. Yeah. Apple is... More of a lifestyle brand than it is a technology. It is. It's bad. You have to have a Mac. Bad. You have to have the, the iPhone. Watch. watch. You got the Apple TV now. The dongle. 2054. We're going to have uniforms soon. For us. So oh, it's going to be a fully automated gray Apple vest <laughs> that's hooked up to everything. I can press a button and tell me what my heart rate we is. Well, like, I'm you already got the watch. Right, and that's why I don't have none of that. But again, this comes back to. That line in the sand. You draw a line in the sand. We all got cameras on our phone. We all can. Okay, you don't have FaceTime, but you can get Duo or whatever, or you right. can do yeah. it on Messenger. From Messenger, Facebook. yeah. You, so everyone has the same things, but you draw this artificial line in the sand, and people get tribal about it. Yeah, and, and for the record, like I don't care. I like iPhone mostly for the function. That's just. Do you care about it? No. I mean, no, I mean, I don't Yeah, be like, I have an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I had to eat? You know, it's an iPhone 3. It's just like, I don't even have, but I guess what? I got an iPhone. Look, I'm going to stick with my 10S for at least a couple more years. Hmm? I'm going to stick with my 10S for at least a couple more years when iPhone 15 They're not going to let me hold on to this X that long. That's a whole conversation, too, about how they yeah. kind of my update the firmware and that kind Bro, of thing. Bro, when they announced the 12, that's the lessons. Everybody's phone's yeah. still I learned that from Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> he did okay. say playing And he took half of everything phone. away from it. Shoot. Didn't he take the button and the charger? I think yes. Like, you're going to sell it. Yeah, like the um, and the um, like, and it's like our phone comes with a charger and headphones. <laughs> wow. But they're going to get rid of that. Anyway, that's a technical thing. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's like social media, phones. Yeah. Like everything is a social context, how we interact with people. And it, and it kind of shows to me. Like where you like you said, drawing a line in the sand, and it's like sometimes if I don't already know you, it's no need to be like, oh, you know, because we have different values. Like if you value like 
oh yeah, we can be friends, but what's up with your phone though? Like that's a thing. That is a thing in this world. And for somebody who's 20 plus or 30 plus to say such a thing, it's kind of like, I don't want to be friends with you anyways, honestly. If like, they got to break you down to a phone, then yeah. Like if we're not totally talking about that. some real world stuff, and it's, it's kind of like how we divide ourselves. It's mm-hmm. like, it's no different than gangs, right? That's why I said it's the advent of it all. It's literally been like divisive to begin with. Like one of the sites I remember mm-hmm. from Julian. Do you remember when Tag first came out? Yes. And oh, how God. bad it went down Yo, in Julian? The year? There was Yo. pages of them like <laughs> the holes of Julian. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And they was yeah. wild. And it went from, <laughs> it went wild. from hardcore That's bullying. Wild. In the locker rooms and you know on the floors to like, oh, did you see this post and blah blah? I'm like, who was right? Who's talking to who? Who It was insane. Cyberbullying is a real thing, and I think that's important for us to realize. And that's why, like, when people try to discount kids, like, you can't because I have like nine and ten year olds who like, oh, I'm not, I'm bisexual, and I do this and I do that, and it's like. Okay, explain to me what this is and how. And but that's, that's yeah. another thing with social media, and I kind of saw it coming like ten years ago when I saw like a plethora of women wearing tutus and being like the new Nicki. Because Nicki Minaj had the tutu thing going on. Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody was hurt. She was known to be bisexual, even though we ain't never seen her with a female. But that's the <laughs> that's the power of branding. That's like that's the power of branding, and it was like so now you have all these people. Oh, I do this and this. It's like do you? Because look. Like, I'm not familiar with the LGBTQ community, but it's like, are you really getting down how they get down? I don't think so. You think other women are attractive. That's fine. You know, and I think this, and contrary to popular belief, like, I feel like some men see men and be like, oh, he's a well put together brother. It might not be like women be like, oh, you bad. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're more complimentary to it. But like, I feel that men might see another man and be like, oh, like he's decent. Yeah. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, you know what you mean like attractive? Everyone does. No, kind of like, have yeah. Everyone has a picture in their mind. Like if I have, I have two sisters, older sister, younger sister. If I have a guy friend and I think, oh, he might be dating potential for you. I'm sizing you up. I'm saying, all right. This nigga's clean, well-groomed, has a decent job, What like comes from a decent family, is respectful. We all have an idea of what's attractive to a person. It doesn't have to be down to, all right, I'm trying to go to pound town. It's just like, I'm <laughs> like, bro, right, we have I so long. Like, maybe you got a lot of hair. <laughs> right. Like, but I do appreciate that that has shifted like a whole lot. I remember back in the day in high school, that was a conversation. Oh, you think his shoe is nice? You gay. Like, everything was gay. As men, though, it's like a lot of men, like we do, like I'm in the say, yo, you handsome without thinking, like, oh, you sexy or something like that. Like, I'll tell, like, my guy friends, like, yeah, bro, you look like you're handsome, like that suit, like this, that, and the other. Like, we're not like one where y'all be like, hey, girl, you look bad, blah, blah, blah. Hey, girl, how you doing? Was it you? It was a conversation, and like, I think you said somebody is a pretty good dude, and somebody's like, oh, you used the word pretty, like, and it was so loud. You said pretty. I remember that. Pretty? It was was here. And somebody said, like, oh, he's a pretty good. You know what? It could have been my job, and somebody was like, oh, he's a pretty good dude, and there was a guy, and he's like, oh, my God, you're gay, because you said he's a pretty good dude, not knowing that pretty is just, like, another 
right. for her to lead into like pretty means like well put together, like not like oh you're pretty, but it's kind of like he's very or you know that. Yeah. So it's right. Like, I would just I slowly walk away from that conversation. Yeah, no, you gotta respect. No, other I have to check because now she said it was the youth and it was kids and it was like oh, just yeah. because they oh, say okay. that does not mean you Damn, know. Damn, kids still saying shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's they're all kids. Oh that's all yeah. You still have adults who no, like. We have literally the most diverse down. kids now these days. Half of them are popping up like I'm this, I'm that, I'm you know pansexual. I'm like, damn, you seven, chill. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you, you, got anything sexual, right. you don't know nothing. <laughs> so and that was the question with the bisexual kids. Oh, I'm this, and I'm like, explain to me what bisexual. I was gonna say, is. do they really know what it is? Because right. like you they just say it because, like you said, once again. Yeah. It's like it told me, well, this is what happens, you know, when this and it's it's so common amongst women, but once again that's a marketing technique because a lot of dudes seem to think that women like we sit around, we talk about them, we do pillow fights and all this other stuff and it's like Well y'all don't Women, <laughs> like, and then it's crazy because we don't. If y'all actually sit down on a conversation about women, we're talking about like the rest of people, politics, black people, like therapy, and all. It depends on your peer circle. Yeah, man. Yeah. I will say that. It depends but on your peer chamber. From what media shows, this is what happens when women are in a room together versus any room that I've been in. It's just like women, like going to town like it's a town hall meeting well the state of the people is this and like we need to do this and like all this other stuff like conversations we've had i had with other people and like one new like you ladies had to look to the dude because he was like well why y'all always wear these clothes and it's like it's not for y'all but um and then she but once we got deep into like the dynamics and how it is and the culture and how it affects youth and stuff like that and then she looked towards the dude and she said this is what women talk about when y'all not in the and then he was kind of astounded because they think that most of our conversations circulate around men. And one yeah. of the things, once again, that's a social thing because you're yeah. taught this off the movies that you see and like, you know, social media and people make jokes about it. But guess what? That's satire. Sometimes it's truthful. Like, don't get me wrong. Women talk about men, but it's not like, Consistent. Oh, I ghosted this man. Ha ha ha! Look at me. Like <laughs> you know, some women do I've that. I've seen it go both ways. So no. I think because yeah. I think guys kind of get stereotyped in our ways too. I think that could go both ways, and I think that's why stuff like this is important. So we can actually have conversation again, like literally with everything. I feel like this happens with everything, with political conversations, with all of that. Uh-huh. We hear it, we see what's projected because ultimately going back to capitalism before we had clickbait we had like headline news mm-hmm. they know what works they know what's going to draw someone's attention something that draws many emotions so salacious shit makes people watch we all watch the burning car we don't like it but we're all going to watch the train what does that say about all of us when we start to because like it, it makes me question those times where unfortunately another black man dies and then they post a video and then all of us start to <clears throat> post the video and it's like Unconsciously, how how are we dealing with that? That's why we keep saying like black people as a whole are really stressed out at this point because we're constantly seeing it. We're passing it around mm-hmm. because we feel like the next man don't know. But then at the same time, it's like, well, what is that making of me to pass around this dead man's story? But they don't. And like, I don't post it myself, but like I would say, like you would have like before George Floyd, because um, I think the the incidents that was like big in news was like 2016 with Philando Castiel. Yeah, Philando's Tamir's was advertised. Yeah, but like in 2016, so you do have these people, oh, we progressed. Racism doesn't exist no more. We moving past. 
So sometimes it's kind of like, hold your horses. Like, because even when it's not in your face racism like that, it's always systematic. But people don't read those stories once again because they want somebody to tell them that. The news isn't going to tell you that because that, once again, is not their responsibility. Their responsibility is to do sweeps. And most of the news are owned by subsidiaries mm-hmm. and people who are like rich multi-billionaires. WGN is owned by a Republican in Texas. Yep. So mm-hmm. they're going to say whatever stories that he gives the okay to. And it's something that I wish could, I could say like, oh, like I went to college for journalism and I thought it was like integrity about journalism and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's to get your point, your story across is that's why we need independent journalism and that's the power of social media. So that's the plus sides of it. But I think we all have that power to do that and put these stories out there when the media refuses to tell us these things. But I think like one thing you have to remember, I understand, even Aaron Magruder said this on his Instagram is that like, the media manipulates, yes, but so does social media. Yeah. See, at the part, see, the thing is, is that like the whole thing of like reblogging or retweeting or whatever you want to call it, all these images of black people getting killed, for example, or just people just straight up dying from police brutality, things of that nature, is the fact that someone someone could have like cut that particular clip of you just seeing like the person getting beat or yeah. shot or mm-hmm. whatever. You don't see the lead up into it. Like I feel like we have that whole context. I want to expand upon that when yeah. you finish. Yeah, um, it's just the fact that like we need that whole context to just see exactly what's going on, because. But that makes it harder, yeah. though. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Social media manipulates as well, mm-hmm. because it's it's just crazy. Because that someone could literally cut that piece of the video and post it, and now everyone's reblogging it. Well, so, go ahead, yeah. Um, so the one book I remember reading in high school was the autobiography of Malcolm X. I was bitching a lot and I was an athlete. But I remember that one book I was forced to read, didn't want to, and I've read it, reread it several times since then because it's profound. One Malcolm Xism yeah. is just to kind of be aware of media in general. Yep. Because ultimately you're getting imagery from somewhere. You're not there. Mm-hmm. You could take a snippet of anything and take it out of context and make it look like something. Also, again, understanding how to get people to pay attention because ultimately we talk about money a lot. Before you ever get a person to pay money, you got to get them to pay attention. Yeah. Right. So I got to get your attention. Headline news does that. Imagery does that. I could give you a number of statistics. This is a debate I've had with my mom a lot because she talks about fear of being in the city. She lives in the suburbs. She doesn't want to come back to the city. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That's that West like, Side, South Side it's not that we have. That kind of thing. Draw a line in this arbitrary lines that we draw. But um, so she feels a certain way about being in the city. I'm like, Ma, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as it was. People say it is. Well, I'm seeing this on the news. I'm seeing that on the news. I'm seeing this isolated incident on the exactly. news. But you show it enough times and people think it's the entirety. If you look at the numbers, if you look at the statistics, if you look at the early 90s in Chicago, the murder rate, they had multiple years of over 1,000 homicides. Over 1,000. Mm-hmm. We don't really approach that now. We very rarely get over 800 murders in a year. And if you actually sit down and really think about those numbers, the amount of people that are in Chicago, like my favorite one that they always do is like, Memorial Day, 23 people were killed that weekend. And I'm like, out of the what point million in Chicago? Yeah, like, right. what the, what are you talking about? It could have been 23 from a nursing home. And 35% of them are black people in concentrated areas. So these things are going to happen on Labor Day weekend. And like you said, it happens. Um, it happened more fluently in the 90s because I was here. I was in the hood. So I know these things. And the thing is, they say it. If they say it, it's in an asterisk. 
They said after five min minutes in the story, they ha we haven't seen these numbers since, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But they don't start off with it. I remember the 90s being very bloody. That's when gangs were at its highest. But yeah. then what happens, compound all of that. You tell all of these people this place isn't safe. It impacts your relationships within your community, your willingness to do business in these communities, your overall perception of the youth and your willingness to engage with them. And it's all based on things that aren't really true in any way. It's all right. based on people's false perceptions of shit. Yeah. So that can go both ways. That can You can create an enemy where there isn't one with someone on the opposite side of the political aisle with you, on the opposite side of the street from you, on the opposite side of gender racial or yeah. racial. Mm -hmm. We can create all of these monsters that don't really exist. So it's good to be able to have actual conversations with people. But and the thing like, about that is too is the fact that the media just want the rating. That's exactly. why I like to think about on what you said, just because the fact that the reason why they stay the asterisk way later and act like it's like in those commercials where they just say the uh, the fine print very fast is due to the fact that yeah, side effects might cause death. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, like, but guess what? You won't have heartburn anymore. <laughs> but they want those ratings though, and that's what it's about is the money. That's why like you see like a lot of news sources they go left, right, or whatever the heck you because identify with. To do so, and that's like one of the things like um, it's at its core just propaganda. The U.S. has been like fluent in propaganda since the 1950s, since World War II. When they came out upon World War II, it's kind of like, we won, we were the victors, and this is how we beat so-and-so and so. They don't tell you the politics in between them, like how they won the war, who they had to be cool with, who they had to like, what countries that they had to the you know, collaborate with in order to like actually beat this. But all you know is that we were a part of the winning team. We won, and that's how, um, so that's how kind of like now with our presidential debates and stuff like that, like, what happens is when people watch the news 20 years from now, that's why you have the media doing what they're doing and you have the politicians doing what they're doing because it's like, if I'm on camera and I know these cameras are going in archives, I'm going to say, I lowered the unemployment rate. I did this, whether it's true or not. If you said it, we live in a generation if you say it, it's true. That's it, point, point in, point, point blank. So it's kind of like, you know, like I said, we're like very fluent in propaganda. That's how the war on drugs started, you know, a lot of stuff like that. Like you didn't see people as actually like, oh, well, they're high rate in poverty. And, you know, now we have all these things. We have like, you know, the general knowledge and actual facts. And we have the, you know, hey, they actually, the government actually dropped this stuff in the community. And hey, you know, they did this on purpose. But now it's like, well, it, we already took the story and ran with it. So, like, why go back and, you know, fix it to, you know, what it was? It's like, it is what it is. We can try to, like, expound upon it now and try to make it better so criminal offenses aren't that big. But once again, criminal offenses are not just us in the majority. It's not just black people now. Now it's like a whole different thing. So it's like, and that's my thing about the U.S. in general and when it comes to, like, how we portray things. It's like, you can victimize or you can um, villainize a certain group. But what happens is, a small group is always going to become a larger group. Immigration is just not a Mexican border problem. Like, you do have people who are migrating from Africa. I what you're saying. You're like, it, it can ultimately impact the next person. And that, that's but what that's our not, battle and argument has been since this whole Black Lives Matter movement, you know, and not to be all controversial and whatnot, to put that out there for those who have an issue with it but that's one of the primary arguments is that they don't see that us making this statement about hey these issues are coming up for us 
don't act like they won't come up for you tomorrow and your children. So that's something that you need to think about. That brings me up to my next question about these echo chambers and these groups and these areas and where you can create a community of people who honestly back you up. So my question is, so you guys remember Farrakhan got taken off of Facebook and then also like the Proud Boys just recently got taken off of Facebook or Twitter or something like that. So the question is, with these platforms, should they start removing their freedom to speak no. the way they want to speak? So. Or should they be surveying these groups? Because some of these groups are hell-bent on killing somebody, hurting someone, creating different dynamics. No, the thing is, like, whenever we start to take the, these platform people, no matter what their beliefs are, no matter where they come from, that's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, even Alex Jones was taken off. While I don't yeah. agree with Alex Jones, to be honest with you, I look at him for entertainment. It's it hilarious. I'm good at that. Subjective. Um, what makes it dangerous is the fact that you start censoring people. So now it's a slippery slope, right? Okay, so we take Farrakhan and Alex Jones off social media. Now we start to go down saying that, oh, we're going to start taking Jessica off social media because she said that, like, oh, I like pancakes instead of waffles. And then we start You're to like, say, where is the end of this? Right. World? Because if we start taking, we start deplatforming people because of, like, the extremes, then we start to go down to like the simple shit mm-hmm. to the point where like, oh, only a handful of people are able to be on Twitter if you believe this, that, and the other. If you don't believe these things, if you don't check all these check boxes, and I mean all the check boxes, so you're gonna be off my platform. What I think and I agree is just that it becomes a we're thought policing. Like, yeah, are we, it's one thing if you're saying, all right let's meet up and go massacre these people. At that point, you're posing a literal threat. But if you're just saying, I, I don't like this, I disagree with this, like you should have the ability to hold a different opinion without it being censored. Um, and in my mind, even if it disagree with and you can be yeah. a white person in my mind as a totally black man with black family and all of that. You can say you don't like black people think they're inferior. In my mind, it's important for you to be able to say that out loud so we can disagree with you out loud and disprove mm-hmm. you out loud. Otherwise, you're just going to go in the cave and fester and recruit some more people who want to come in that cave with you, and then you're going to build underground versus you can bring it out to the light, expose it, dissect it, get it out of here. Well, I kind of feel like that's missing the dynamic. What they um, kind of are using these Facebook groups for somebody who's like frequently, sometimes I call myself like a sociologist on Facebook. Like they use these groups, they call us monkeys, and be like, oh, you know, we should do this, we should do that, and you know. Facebook doesn't censor those. Like it's so many times. Like for the, so for me, for them to remove Farrakhan and the Proud Boys is more a political move because you have so much hate speech, speech, and so much like hate groups on Facebook. Like I'm a part of some of those groups, mm. and it's so many times I've reported things. Capricorn that, hate group. Uh, I was say right. Right. <laughs> I'm like, check out. I don't hate them, y'all. Even then, if you don't, even then, that's a slippery slope because of the fact that 
What if I'm just reporting you because I just don't like how you look? Cancel But that's Facebook's job. Right. I was about to get on. But about that. But that's not Facebook's job anymore. But think about that too. They have an algorithm. Like, okay, don't. No company has like one person or multiple people sitting there looking through every other report. Mm-hmm. They have an algorithm that does that. They so input the certain words and sees, statements in there so that they, they program the algorithm they like to track something that you don't like. To. Like I've done it, and it's like, oh, this doesn't go against our community standards. But if your standard says violence and this and that, then it does in fact go against your community standards, and that is grounds for a lawsuit. So it's like if something is really like you know like definite um violence against a certain group or this against a certain group that is facebook's job the thing is like a lot of people don't have follow-up to like and my stuff include like i don't know how to facebook but if i could i would because they do have things that do incite violence and stuff like that if they can control your name changing if they control something that you say like i made a very innocent post that they blocked and so it's like if you can do that then i know you can but that's what i'm getting (laughs) but see that's that's what i'm getting at too but if you can do that you can stop them from like I'm not a petty uh, uh, reporter. If you said something, it's like, dang, that is so out of pocket, and you shouldn't have the grounds to say this. Just because you're not doesn't mean the other person isn't. No. Because I can say, like, oh, I want to, like, you know, play play Call of Duty and go kill all these other guys. And some, the fact that, like, kill is in the sentence, the algorithm sentence. will say, yeah. oh, you're trying to kill somebody. And that's right. Call of Duty. So that's why that's you, it's a play for words, and that's when it is their responsibility, because we think, like, I've seen articles that people have left working from Facebook because they said that it was in fact racist and things of that nature. Mark Zuckerberg is a billionaire but guess what? That's because, and we praise billionaires in this society but really they're hoarding money because Mark Zuckerberg, he can afford to pay people to actually go through it's a social platform but it's not used for what it's supposed to be used for and if it turns sinister, it can be a very bad experience and that's the thing. You need to pay people for that because it's so many times that things have turned physical off of YouTube and Facebook. You got people, find me, I found 87 Sony. <laughs> right, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, you know, blame social media for that because it's like, again, I always use analogies. If you take a hammer, you can build a house and bash somebody's head in. Yeah. I can't really tell you how to use this platform. I just create the platform. Right, and that's the thing, too, is yeah, the fact that. Yeah, that's true, that, but once it becomes public, that is a problem. Hold on. But how because, can I wait, really police that? Don't say something. Mm-hmm. Both of y'all. Anyway. <laughs> Shut y'all ass. <laughs> no, but I mean, the thing is, it's like, yeah, social media is a tool because of the fact that, like, it's just there. It exists. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm just saying, hey, take this tool, you can't sue me if, you know, Jimmy bites Billy and shoots him. You know what I'm saying? Because of the fact that I just gave y'all a tool. It's you can't attack them, and most people do it, and they win. But is that ethical, though? Like, who, really, how, right, that's why I said getting too, they're getting too far away from platform. that. Right, they didn't really do anything to incite this. They created, they wanted you to upload a cat video. They didn't tell you to upload my grandma's videos. What you ate that So what I'm saying, though, when somebody does, if and when they do report it, then then it is your job. Like, if, if nobody has a complaint and people are just doing what they want to do, that's fine. Let it go. If it don't apply, let it fly. But if somebody says, hey, I might have an issue with that, then it's kind of like you're going to corporate or any business and be like, hey, I need you to check into this for me. You know what I'm saying? Because... Is it in their terms and conditions? I was just going to say. Because they can get pretty particular. And plus, you said that like people have to see it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go. So they would be pretty particular about assigning liability and things like that because we don't always read all the terms and conditions of these things that we sign. Well, I know when I signed 
wasn't that many, you know, terms and conditions. I know as businesses like progress, then it's like, they hey, we're not like Yeah, no, they've changed multiple times yeah. on their platform. Well, yeah, no, actually, like, yo. But when I say people are using it to like actual form, like actual hate groups, like, um, it's one particular, and so like, like I said, taking the Proud Boys off was a political move because there are so many other hate groups. I'm in a, like a prep group on Facebook. It's mostly white people. And they act like they don't even want liberals in there. And liberals, in in their terms, they might not say it, but it's like context. You can say you can tell when they say liberals and Democrats, mm-hmm. black people are included in that. They might not necessarily come out and say, "Hey, I'm racist," but it was like, "Oh, I didn't know it was Dems in this group or liberals <laughs> in this group." Or every time like something you happens, or, <laughs> or every time it's like uh, something happens, or it's like, um, yeah. It's unrest in a city. Here they go in these prep groups. Y'all got y'all guns ready and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't know. They, they might are very much preparing themselves. And it's like, it's not like for what they're built for. Like, uh, you know, if something happens, you know, shortage of food, this and that. It's just like, hey, black people getting rowdy. Y'all ready to shoot them? I mean, I think that's going back to this false perception that media gives people. If you don't know any black people and you grew up in rural Midwest town, and the only real contact you've had with black people, you've seen like five in real life and the rest has been on TV and mm-hmm. cops, then you might legitimately think that this is all that it is and not understand what's at the root of it or the only explanation you hear about it is from Rush Limbaugh. So it becomes <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but again, it comes back to our own human egos and our desire to believe that we have all the answers already versus being able to actually do the investigation and figure out what's actually happening. I think you don't get taught critical thinking in like the scientific process. And most people don't have that, but I yeah. agree. Critical thinking is key. And I don't think we get taught that enough throughout society. I don't believe in people being liable for um, anything. Because any company is liable for anything. If something goes wrong, it's true. Like based on the Man, US. So if I buy a Hyundai and run somebody down, do I get to Right, you do Hyundai? If you buy a Hyundai and run somebody down because your brakes didn't work properly or they didn't do anything okay. on their but the tool is the Hyundai. Right. I get it. I get doing it to court, but it's still, I don't know. That's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, but based on the U.S. Constitution and what people have been sued for over these years, anything is possible. But if in your terms and conditions you agree to everything I say, I can't get sued. Because I can go into court and say, yo, you said you agreed to this. I used, to work, I, for, I used to work for a major ISP. Depending <laughs> I used to work for a major ISP. That's how we got people, to be honest with you. Yeah, and depending yeah. on terms and conditions, but it's not impossible. It's not impossible. There's a potential precedent for it. But again, just kind our of... Our whole constitution is loopholes. Our whole law system is loopholes. So if you find somebody who's adamant enough and who can find those loopholes, then it's very possible. So that's why it's best to just be as careful as possible. It's been so many times that I've like reported, like, you know, viol- insinuating a lot of violence against black people. Even if black people post it. If, I, if you post something where, like, Everybody getting shot is black, and this is subculture and stuff like that. I feel like you're insinuating something that somebody who works with you, like the people who see that, you glorify death and blackness and stuff like that. I don't think that those images should be on those things. That's me personally, but you know what I'm saying? But and it's like, and then at the same instance, but if somebody kick a cat, oh, this video has been banned. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. How dare you kick a cat? (laughs) But with that being said, I think that's where the personal responsibility thing comes in for me because it's like, all right, I see this imagery. I don't like it. I disagree with it. I could report you or I could unfollow or block you. I'm not necessarily going to 
try to report you and get you removed from the platform. I'm just going to personally say this isn't for me. No, yeah. I'm reporting the video to get the video removed. Maybe somebody's well, into the video. Well, the video will Maybe get removed depending on the situation. You know right. I mean? Even when the riot did happen, they had like some dude, like some black people, uh, you know, black people, quote unquote, allegedly kicking this white dude and stuff like that. They didn't show that he had a machete and he chased after them first. But then, you know, like a pro-Trumper, he's like, hey, this is what these black people are doing, blah, blah, blah. So once that's one, that is false news. And then two, it's like, you sh- and then he's like, they killed him and they didn't kill him. Like you have people like, he didn't, he, they didn't kill him. He's, he's here at, so at this, this place point, and blah, blah, blah. At that point, you're reporting disinformation. So and even, that, it's like. Even for them to say like, hey, it's fine. We're, we're going to keep it up. It's fine. So, like, that's what I say, like, social media is kind of like, and that's why, like, I I use Facebook for the platform that it is, so best believe if something better came along or similar came along with more morals and values, I would definitely join it. Well, it seems restrictive. You don't have morals and right, values. that seems very restrictive. Twitter. Twitter does not have morals and values. There's a black Twitter that I haven't even tre- yeah. like decided to touch on yet, but I heard it's amazing. If you find an actual social media platform that actually has legitimately morals and mm-hmm. legit values... <laughs> And see, for me, it's like me. I don't want a social media platform telling me what my morals or values should be. I want freedom for people so right. we can see what Agreed. is and what isn't. And it, again, if it comes to a point where we're literally promoting lies, it's one thing to promote because at that point, you have a legal case against someone. Like, I can hold you liable for some shit. Like, then it's different. But generally speaking, do what you do. And if you don't like it, don't look. It's always been my thing. I'm going to say what I say. You. If you don't like it, unfriend me, unfollow And that's why they create yeah. the groups in the areas for you to have your area where you appreciate, respect what but everybody is saying. Groups become sinister. Right. Like and it's their job you have the right to be things. sinister. Unless you're, again, right. there's no, unless you're actively. Yeah, yes, you do. To me, you media. can do what you want. On business, my page, with people that support me on my page, I can yeah. say whatever the hell I want. No, I'm right. a part of like, so many different groups, gun groups and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, because we're posting this, like our group is in danger of being eliminated and stuff like that. So then you have things, is it just based on race or is it just based on in general? So it's like two different like things. So it's like Facebook has been inconsistent with that. So like once again with social media, it's like how do we choose, pick and choose what to do? Inconsistent so like, with what? What do you mean? Yeah. Like some black people or black groups have been more targeted mm-hmm. more than enforcement of censorship. Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, I would say the opposite. It. Like I've seen like a lot of right leaning groups get targeted as well. Yeah, because the QAnon groups have been snatched off immediately. Those conspiracy videos that came out recently. Um, what was the one that came out? Like, and you, mm. you said it and once again, like, if you say recently, I would say once again, it's because the presidential uh, um, election out. is coming up because I read the article where Facebook is paying people to log off until the elections are over. Well, here's the thing, too, is that like, you a lot of this... It's legit. What, to log oh. off? Yeah, like to log off until elections so, are right. And that's the thing too is like a lot of stuff has been going on for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're starting to see it now more obviously because of, like I said, the election. Um, but this has been going on for at least like seven years. So this isn't nothing new. And the thing is, they got tools in the background. And I think what was it? I think it was Twitter, or I think it was Twitter. They were hacked, and they have what's called a shadow ban, mm-hmm. where pretty much yeah. like if you still have your profile, but people won't people see People won't be able to see you. They was doing that and, on Instagram recently. Yeah, and, people, and they were saying like, oh, we don't have a shout out, we have none of that. But they were hacked and showed a screenshot of them saying, okay, this is what the blacklist is. Mm-hmm. 
Like, so social media can, like I said, social media can definitely manipulate. Like, there's nothing, nothing different than mainstream media. And they can be biased and ban people off their platform and not care. Like, they just want you to see, like, left-leaning people. They'll let you see just left-leaning people on their own merit, not yours. It's getting to that point now. I think it's, in, and that's where that's critical. Yeah. I'd say it's important and critical to know the difference between faith and knowledge. I yeah. think we get caught up in seeing this stuff going, I know this because of this. Like, no, you believe this, but you can't readily prove or disprove any of a lot of these things. So people yeah. get so caught up in their egos and opinions about things and kind of lose humility yeah. and the willingness to listen and stay open-minded about things. So it's important to have that. If you have that, then you'll change when presented with new information. So. But then that's saying that people have that like knowledge to do such things. Like you said, critical thinking. A lot of people need critical thinking, but that's something, that's not a cultural response. That's something that you're taught. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have critical thinking. So what you do have is people who are not into this, but you know, social media is just—it is what it is. I get to say like all women are tops, and I get to say all men are dogs and stuff like that because one, that's my platform, and that's where I grew up with. And it's like even if you say it, I'm be like, oh, I'm gonna shut you down or whatever like that. And that's fine. Like people do have that, you know, jurisdiction. They can do those certain things. But um, and of course, Facebook—not uh, even Facebook—social media doesn't need like moderators, but. Um, a lot of people just like critical thinking, so then it's just like, you know, frustration on the points of people who do like, hey, like, let's find a common ground. Like, you see that in a lot of groups against men, against women, white against blacks, it's kind of like, hey, well, what about, no, 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 this is what I said. So once again, it's like that validation, and it's like, what I said is right, and, you know, I believe it's right, and it's more harmful than helpful. So, Liv, did you have any other questions you want to ask? Um, I did, but at this point, it seems like we are running ourselves over into, we you know. Our relationships. We were, and yeah. it went several different places. That's why I touched really? on the subject of social media yeah, no. in the first I place. I trying to answer the question. <laughs> right. But, I mean, that's good, though. Because... I thought we were talking about social media. <laughs> but, I mean, though. But, I mean, in all honesty, Lord, I keep saying this, like, on the mic, is the fact that all the subjects that we tackle, we can't wrap up all of that in like one hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of our episodes are going to have a part two to it. You know what I That's mean? why so, it's perspectives. Exactly. So. Right. We get in a different subject. No, because yeah. it'll, it'll kick off a whole nother hour's worth of work. You don't want to, you don't want to tap. I literally wrote a lot down. I wrote a lot down. Wrote so. That's more than what I write down. Jeez. <laughs> I feel so underprepared. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe it's something that we can come back around to a little bit later. Hey, I feel like an episode, don't I? Huh? You said what? I told the episode, didn't I? <coughs> That's everything. Whatever. All right, Leo. Okay, Leo. Anyway. It's so Liz, funny. Okay. The fire energy over here is like, Rawr! and then me and him, the earth energy, like, yeah. Uh-huh. That shit's crazy. <laughs> not going to argue with it. Left over from last week. That's all crazy. That so, all right, y'all got any last words that y'all want to wrap up with? Because it seems like we may have to come back around to this topic again because there's so much more um, <laughs> to touch on. My name's Herman Joseph Roman. You should have me on Facebook and you should follow me on Instagram at so.well.productions and we want to do open mics and stuff and um, live and be well and drink water and stay hydrated. Hey, moisturize. Wash your hands, wash your butt. Wash your hands, clean your hands. Shave, hide your, your, hide your, hide your wife. 
<laughs> but, um, you got a podcast you want to promote, Zach? Oh, I guess I do. Um, no, but um, just want to thank, again, Olivia for hosting. I normally host myself, but you know, sometimes you got to give other people a chance, you know, to take a break yourself. Um, anywho, definitely like our Facebook page, Perspectives Discussions. We definitely ask a lot of questions on there. You know, check it out, participate. Um, podcast is available everywhere iTunes, Spotify, um, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Again, that's Perspective Discussions, Love, Life, Relationships. If you're into geek culture, definitely check out the Night Shift Bandits. Uh, like our page on Facebook, as well as find our podcast, again, on everything. Jess? I wasn't going to promote. I was just going to say I'm Jessica. You don't have to follow me. But you can follow my page, Culture Sport, on Facebook. Positive stories about the diaspora and what's going on and people who do things for the culture and HBCU help build children up. It is a nonprofit to promote uh, post-secondary education and to influence youth to excel and reach for the stars on Facebook. All right. That sounds good. Thank you all for listening in. We very much appreciate your attention and time. And uh, we'll catch you another time. Wait, wait, wait. Do you have anything to promote? No. Oh, okay. I don't need nobody on my Facebook. I like my privacy. All right, proceed. Yeah, Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs>